friends and enemies, as guardians and Wakandans, join us. We are celebrating the MCU's latest installment, giving out awards to our favorite things about it. This is the Effie's Black Widow. to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going, man? It's good, man. Just chilling, ready for an award show. How are you? I'm good. I'm also ready for an award show. Uh, I think people should be excited for this one. Brand new content, fresh fresh out of the theater for it, you know, pretty much. So can't wait, can't wait. Uh, who do we have with us today, Kyle? We are joined by our good pal, Thad. How's it going, man? I am pretty good i'm ready to award uh la la land all the awards and then take them back at the very last second Uh, jk it's moonlight (laughs) that's it that's all we're doing here today guys yeah that's exactly yeah we're doing the la la land effies (laughs) seven years later however many years later Mm -hmm. five years later (laughs) let me watch that real quick guys Um, Thad, have you been binging anything recently? Any what you what were you watching last? Actually, I've been going back and watching the Justice League cartoons. Nice. We are on season two. Just about to start the uh the uh what's it called? The Joker's Wild or those two episodes where he yep. introduces the uh uh, man, why can't I think of the name of those? Uh, his little the, gang, the, uh, the Ace Ace of Spades gang, or whatever they're called. Yeah, those guys. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We know what you're talking about. I've never watched the show, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I hear that's a really good one. You know, people talk about it uh, with a lot of regard. You know, much very similar to the Batman show. So yeah. Kyle, have you been watching anything lately? Um, I haven't been binging a ton. I'm just going back and forth between some shows. I'm thinking about doing a rewatch of all the Star Trek movies because I just saw that pretty much all of them are on Hulu. Uh, what's funny is all of them are on Hulu or Prime except for Into Darkness. And that's okay because I was going to skip that one anyway because it's garbage. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm going to do a rewatch of those movies. Okay, okay, not bad. Any movie uh, with a Phoebe that you're interested in watching? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I wish there was a Phoebe in any of them. Is it like Phoebe Cates in a Star Trek movie? No, she, she's not. Uh, Maybe. You know. um, <laughs> Star Trek, no no Star Wars. Um, I finally finished my Disney binge. You know, got wrapped that one up. Aladdin's number one, just in case for anyone wondering. Uh, number one song, Hakuna Matata. Number one villain, Hades. Mm. And number one sidekick. Mushu, so that's oh. that's how it shook up. Okay. The only uh, surprise out of that is that uh, "Friend Like Me" isn't your number one song. I was banking on that. I was like, I know he's gonna have Aladdin at number one, but "Friend Like Me" is just "Friend Like Me" is like my personal favorite, but like it's hard to say it's actually better than Akuna Matata. It, it really is. Like that song is that's fair. 
it's yeah. it really is just really that good but yeah i am now just uh trying to figure out what to watch next uh just been watching happy endings until i get there so hell yeah all right are you like watching individual happy endings of movies or are you watching the show happy endings? <laughs> i'm watching the tv series happy endings which did not have a happy ending because it was canceled way too soon Ooh, and uh so yeah um, that show is hilarious. The last per minute on that one is is very very high. So, is that another NBC show? That was ABC. That was ABC. Uh, okay. ABC yeah. Any any good comedy that gets canceled too early, I just assume it's NBC that does it. Yeah. They really get to be the up. NBC curse. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, before we get to the topic of today's podcast, we're going to break out a brand new segment. What is it, Kyle? Yeah, we're talking about the winner's corner, where we real quick break down um, our winner from last week's episode. Like Damon always uh, posts a poll uh, in our lovely Facebook group, so we get to see who who won each week. Um, this week, you know, we're t- we were talking about 2000s TV with Ryan. It was a pretty close one, I'd say, the whole time. I mean, it went back and forth quite a bit. Back and forth between you guys. I'd, I stayed at the bottom the whole time. <laughs> but uh, the final tally... Uh, Respectable. Respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a very wide margin. I was in third with 11 votes. Damon was in second with 15. And Ryan edged it out with, with 17 votes. So, yeah. Ryan, congrats. Gets the W. Good for him. Uh, you, damn you. I, I do, like I do see now watching the poll is uh, one of his votes that let him win was from Thad. So we're actually going to stop recording and just kind of kick that out real quick. So bye, Thad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Thad. It, it was The Wire, wasn't it? That, it that absolutely really... was The Wire, yeah. I figured that would get him a lot of votes. Yeah. Fair, which is much deserved. It is yeah. It is considered one of the best shows of all time. So right. I, I can't be mad, yeah. even though I am. Um, yeah. Personally, okay. I think it's the greatest TV show ever made. But right, yeah. Each their own. Yeah. Okay. So that's our new segment, and now we get to the crux of things. the The episode we are doing. This is a fun one, guys. The Effies, the Black Widow. Well, not the. Take out the. It's no the. It's just Black Widow. But uh, this is—I mean, this movie just came out. But we thought we would just do an amazing award show for it and uh, give out some some really nifty awards for it, guys. Uh, are y'all ready? Let's do it. I'm ready to spoil the hell out of this movie. Yeah, we we should say that. Like, I mean, we, yeah. I hope if you're listening to this, you know we go into we go in depth with all these awards. So we know the movie just came out, but you know, take take a, an hour, two hours to watch it and then come back. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no complaining about how we spoiled the movie. Zero. <laughs> but real quick, actually, before we get to our first award, let's just do some opening remarks. Thad, did you like the movie? What did What did you think? You know, I did like the movie. I have some criticisms, but overall, I really liked the movie. It had a lot of, uh, it had a lot of good action in it. it there, they had moments that reminded you of things from Mission Impossible. Things from, uh, what was it? Yeah, Mission Born. Impossible, some Bourne things. Yeah. Yeah, there's a moment right at the beginning of the movie that immediately makes you think of Bourne. Yeah. And it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> I dig it. Kyle, how do you feel about Black Widow? 
I agree. I thought it was um so every time an MCU movie comes out, it doesn't matter if it's like a big Avengers movie or, you know, Black Widow is like one of the more self-contained ones in the MCU. Every time without fail, there's always these uh, these unrealistic expectations put on it. And I'm getting so tired of that because I'm already seeing people like, oh, this is one of the worst Marvel movies I've ever seen. Or like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, it's okay for a movie to just be like, good it's just fine it's a it's a perfectly serviceable action movie and that's all it needed to be i think i think if it came out like when it was set like in between civil war and infinity war people would be much more like positive on it but because it's the beginning of a new phase in the movies um it feels like it's a little late for her you know it people are kind of i can see where that's coming from but i thought it was perfectly fine and i mean if we had to wait this long to get it to get Florence Pugh, then like, thank God. I'm, thank God they didn't make it earlier when she wasn't an established name, because I think we can all agree before we even get to the awards, like she's the best part of the movie, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I really did. I found myself be questioning it just a little at the very beginning, just because of how dark it was. It was yeah. like I was like the intro and I'm just like, wow, they're they're showing just these these girls being kidnapped and and brainwashed. And, mm-hmm. you know, great score, by the way, like that song, you know, the Smells Like Team Spirit cover was so good. If you would have told me on paper that there was like this slowed down, moody cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit, I would have like said, fuck you. I'm never listening to that. And it hit in the movie. And I was like, holy shit, this is cool. Like, it sounds really cool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we were, uh, I think the three of us were having a small discussion about how uh, a lot of movies take, like, covers and of popular songs and slow it down. And mostly horror movies have been doing that lately. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you just have, like, the most poppy song and they just slow it down and we're really creepy now. And, like, Black Widow did it and I was like, is that, is that Kurt Cobain? It's... <laughs> Like oh. I think uh, the artist's name is Malia, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is not the first time Marvel's done this. Of course, we had string no strings on me for mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, which was really creepy. Yeah. It's just true. a really good gimmick. I don't want to call it a gimmick, but I mean, you know, it, it's kind of this new people people like to do for their movies and trailers now. I love it. Give me more slow down fairy tale songs and all of it. I take it, but. You know, I I really came around on the movie quick. The action scenes are really well done. Some really good fight scenes. Um, I love the chemistry between the family. I thought that those scenes were definitely the strength of the movie, along with Yelena. And I like where it takes us, hopefully, for the future. It's not, it's definitely not top tier. It's definitely not bottom tier. It's a very solid Marvel entry. Yeah. Um, it has flaws, like every every Marvel movie does, but I, I really liked where they went with it, and I really don't have too much to complain about, so I, I think we're, we're about ready to give, give some awards away, huh? Let's jump in. And now, the nominees for the Wallflower Award. 
All right. First award of the night, the Wallflower Award. Uh, this is, you know, the should be familiar with this by now, but this is our basically our pick for the person we wanted to see more of. We think they were maybe underutilized. I think a strength of this movie is everyone really got a moment to shine, but there's always those people you want to see more of. So, Thad, who is your nominee for the Wallflower Award? All right. My nominee for the award is kind of a, a newcomer. It is Ever Anderson. So for all of you that don't know, it is the young actress who plays uh, baby Natasha. And she in real life, if you looked at her face and you're wondering, she looks like someone. Uh, that is baby Mila Jovovich. Yeah. I thought I like that she did a really great job and it'd be really fun. Well, you know, not fun considering we know how the, the story goes with young Natasha. But you know what I mean? Just to see a little bit more of the childhood. So we get more of the connection between Florence Pugh's uh, Yelena and Scarlett Johansson's Natasha. Just to see where that the bonding comes from. Because in the movie, we see a large notebook of pictures and things like that. So I feel like we're still missing some of those memories. Okay, I like that. Kyle, your nominee. Uh, I'm gonna go with someone who I didn't like watch a ton of like the marketing for this movie, but every time I would like check in, just there was a lot of talk around this guy, and he was great in the movie, but he wasn't hardly in it. Um, I'm gonna go with Eric Mason, played by Ot uh, Fagbinley or Fagbinel. Uh, his last name. I hope that's the way you pronounce it. But basically, this was essentially Natasha's like Q if we're talking like James Bond movies, like he was the guy who supplied her with everything. He, um, yeah, he was kind of like her point guy and I really liked their chemistry. I'm, I'm glad they didn't force like a romantic thing with them. Cause that was absolutely would have been un unnecessary, but they had really, really great back and forth. And I just remember leading up to the movie, there was a lot of talk around who he might be playing. Cause it was very much kept under wraps. So, um, I'd love to see him going forward be a guy, like a point guy for the Avengers, like a guy they go to for like new weapons or something. I thought he was just, he, he was good. He played off of her really well. And his like one or two scenes with Florence Pugh, he played off of her well. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him in like maybe one of the Disney Plus series and like Hawkeye or something, but just interacting with other MCU characters because he was great. Okay, okay. Hmm. There's honestly, I still feel like a couple of different ways I could go with this with this nominee. Um, I look at it for my for what I want to kind of highlight is a character that, with what they were given, did as good of a job as they could have. But I felt like there needed to be more for the story for this character, and I'm going to go with Olga Kurilenko as Antonia or Taskmaster. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's there's a lot of a uh, divide on the topic of Taskmaster, whether people like it or not. Um, I still am trying to figure out whether I do like, you know, just the fact that it's different. But as far as like what they chose to do, I like it. I think it fit into the theme of the movie about control. And, and really, like there's a lot of allegory for, you know, there's like physical and mental abuse and relationships and, and you know, and everything like that. And just the fact that it was Drakov's daughter that he turned into this this mind-controlled soldier, you know, for his own purpose, was it just really did fit the movie. But 
I think having Antonia just being this blank slate, no personality, really hindered us as far as what we could have gotten in the movie with the Taskmaster. But I think Taskmaster was still very formidable in every single fight. Like, you still were like, okay, you could see Taskmaster winning every single time. And, you know, the fact that they were able to get away was impressive every time. So that's that's my nominee. So. All right. Thad, what do you think of these three nominees? What jumps out at you right away? Hmm. I am one of the people who's kind of torn on Taskmaster. But that's just because, uh, for me, as a comic book fan, uh, Taskmaster is just one of the most badass bad guys in all of comics. And I kind of wish they didn't use the name Taskmaster as the villain. I kind of feel like it could have been avoided. But, yeah, you know, like you said, it's all in what was given to Olga Kirilenko. It wasn't anything Olga Kirilenko did or didn't do. It was just kind of, you know, I think a lot of the disappointment is because they used the name, oh, this is the Taskmaster. And I think yeah. if you're a comic book fan, you're expecting, like, uh, Tony Masters Taskmaster, who was just like kind of a, almost, I don't want to say Deadpool smartass, but he does like to talk a lot during fights and, mm. you know, so, and to get this version of the Taskmaster, if you're a comic book fan, you're like, hmm, I'm disappointed in this. But again, like you said, it's not a, it's not an Olga Kirilenko issue. It's a, it's just the way the story was written for the MCU Taskmaster. Yeah, it's. It's almost like, because I think even she could have been great as like a smart ass kind of taskmaster if she was given that. Like it was, it was almost like not to this degree because it wasn't this bad at all. But it was almost like what they did with Deadpool in um, uh, in X Men Origins. You know that horrendous first try at Deadpool. Like that's not Deadpool. First of all, his mouth is sewn shut, and that's like he's the merc with the mouth. So what are you doing here? And it's kind of the same thing here. Like Taskmaster had zero personality formidably was a very intimidating threat but yeah i agree and as far as like the spirit of this award like we want to see more of there is definitely potential there because she didn't die you know her no. dad did yeah so we could definitely see going forward hopefully we get more of her because I, again i thought olga was fantastic um but yeah that's that's interesting i want to correct myself too i apologize earlier i said Eric Mason. His name is Rick Mason. I think I just kept hearing Rick and it added an E for some reason. But um, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm looking here too. And I, I remember that he was also a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. So I want to see maybe like that backstory. Maybe that's how he first came in contact with with Nat. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm intrigued by him. I want to see him more. What do you think, Damon? I like the fact that uh, Thad nominated Ever Anderson because really – in that small amount of time really did work like you know was very talented i felt like very impressive on screen uh like she was just screaming at those soldiers that she was gonna fucking shoot them and kill them like don't touch my sister like that was good that was some good stuff um i do agree with they shout out on midnight boys uh she would not have blue hair died in 1995 that that made no sense but it looked really cool i liked it i dug it you know um, I don't know. I, I think that's really good, but I don't know if getting more of her would have really worked for the movie. It would have taken a, away from all the progression we need as far as like the present time. Well, I'd say present time, but present 
post Civil War pre prequel time and all. Um, if there was like maybe a TV series focused on Yelena to show like more of their time together and flashbacks, I think that would be awesome. And still using Ever Anderson as a young baby Nat would be really fun in that way. I really liked Mason's character at first. I, I really like the fact that they just gave us literally no explanation of who this person is, why Nat knows. It's just like, yeah, that these, you know, this is a guy that gets her stuff. They <laughs> flirt, and uh, and nothing happens. And it's just, you know, it's like, yeah, this is a cool new character that helps Nat get stuff when she has no help right now. You know, no help from the Avengers or the government or anything. He was fun. I I feel like we will be getting more of him. I, I think that would just make logical sense. I don't actually know if we'll get more of Antonia, at least not for a while. But I feel like that character is is just screaming for more with the way they set it up. You know, no longer brainwashed with this whole crew of Black Widows. Like, who knows what happens in the future with that? Maybe that's like a whole crew that can help Natasha in the future. Not Natasha, she's gone. Sad face. Yelena in the future. But uh, we'll, we'll see. As far as voting for the Wallflower... This is a hard one. I think all three have a have a case, but I'm going to go Mason, to be honest. Mason was really good in, in every scene, very small amount of time, but uh, did did a good job. So that's that's my vote. All right, that's one vote. Where are you leaning, uh, Thad? Hmm. I feel like we'll see more of both Mason and and Antonia in future movies, because I can't imagine you bring Florence Pugh into the MCU and you're just like, okay, here's your, your shared movie with Scarlett Johansson and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's almost certainly going to get a movie of her own and it'll probably be surrounded around getting the other black widows free. So I'm just going to assume that we'll have more taskmaster. Yeah. So yep. what you think I would, that? I, w- I would vote forever, but that's my pick. But if I'm not going to vote forever, I would go with uh, with Eric. Just because I love a I love a good honeydew guy. <laughs> um, OK, well, my vote doesn't matter now, but I'm just happy that my my pick won. I'll give a shout out to ever, though, because she did for that whole. Op- for, first of all, incredible opening sequence, right? Like so good. Uh, I love the MCU mostly gets it right when they do these flashbacks and like CGI younger version versions of characters, but it was refreshing to see one that didn't need to do that. I'm pretty sure David Harbour just shaved and that's all he had to do for that. (laughs) Uh, But that was a really cool sequence and she absolutely carried it. She was great. I agree, Damon, the whole part where she's like threatening the entire, that that was awesome. I was like, damn, she could actually take them all. Um, So I want to shout her out, but I guess we do have our winner. And the winner is... O.T. Fag Benley as Rick Mason. And now, the nominees for Best Fight. All right, next one up, y'all. Best Fight, the Helm's Deep Award, as we, we might call it for a little while. You know, just riding off that high win uh, for the Lord of the Rings Effies. Thad, your nominee. I, I'm going to go for Natasha versus Elena in Budapest. In the mm. safe house. That is just, again, another thing 
that reminded me a lot of Bourne, where, yeah, they started off with guns, but then they just start using every other thing that's in the apartment other than the guns. <laughs> and that's such a Bourne thing. Bourne, I think you would see him using, like, a magazine. And that's basically the whole thing with Bourne. And it was great to see uh, Natasha and Yelena just like, okay, the guns are gone. Okay, I'm going to use this this curtain. <laughs> I like it. Kyle, you're a nominee. Uh, I'm going to go with Nat's first encounter with Taskmaster um, on the bridge. I thought that it was a really cool way to introduce the character. You know, we see her very briefly before that, but th it's the first time we see her in action. And like Thad said, you know, if, if you know the name Taskmaster, then you're just waiting for that first fight, right? You're just waiting to see what, what they can do. And yeah, I, I love the, the shield was dope as hell um and man she like fucks nat up i did not expect her to just straight pitch her off the bridge like that was that was great i just thought it was a really cool way it reminded me of the winter soldier movie where bucky first shows up and fights them you know on the bridge that's a better fight but it was still like intimidating in that way and immediately i was like okay taskmaster is not playing around she's here to she's here to stay yeah did you notice that the taskmaster used bucky's knife move in that fight Oh, yes. Yeah. That was Very so cool. Yeah. I was like, that's Bucky. The knife drop. Oh, it was great. OK, my nominee is stretching the definition of best fight. I'm getting to the territory more of best action scene. So y'all feel free to, you know, veto my nom if y'all want. But the prison escape, you know, uh, it, has, it has some nice little fighting little scenes in it, you know, when a uh, Black Widow drops down and does the pose, and we just get the, ugh, <laughs> such a poser. Uh, you get the whole Yelena saying, oh, that'd be a cool way to die with the avalanche <laughs> coming down. You have Alexi just jumping around, showing us some nice super soldier athletic athleticism, really. Like, that that was really fun. He's kind of being, you know, quirky and humorful while doing it. I just thought the scene was, was fun while also being very uh, exciting. So... Yeah, will you allow it? Yeah, there's plenty of fighting going on in that chaotic <laughs> sequence. <laughs> so yeah, Dad, Dad, what are you leaning towards? Uh, I am gonna go with, you know, I'm voting for my own pick. I'm going with Natasha versus Elena in the safe house. Okay. I can't that. Kyle, um, what do you? Yeah, they're all three really, really good sequences. Um. I think, yeah, I, I, I think I want to shout out the prison escape because it's it's probably my favorite. I'll hold until we get to that award, but it's a great scene. <laughs> um, it's a really fun scene because there's so much going on. Thad mentioned like the Bourne inspiration with his pick. And I think this one is more like Mission Impossible, you know, Ghost Protocol when he's getting broken out of the prison. Um, so that's a great scene. But I also I'm going to vote for Nat versus Yelena because it's just like. Yeah, it's just creative. They just use so much, and it's like fully taking advantage of your quote-unquote props around you, right? Like that. It's a great scene. That that's my vote as well. Really, it's a, it's a sweet uh, seeing them go toe to toe. They're they're really very even with each other. They're just using whatever they can get their hands on. Uh, they're not, you know, their bodies should be broken at some point during that fight, and they're just, you know, just keep going. That uh, Black Widow strength they got. 
and it's so well done. I love the camera angles they got they have going on, and then like just at the end where they're just about to choke each other out, you know, and and finally they're like just truce. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I like when fights end up in that that kind of stalemate. I, I dig it. That's yeah. that's my. All right. And the winner is. Nat versus Yelena and booted. Nat versus Yelena in Budapest. And now the nominees for Class Bully. Okay, next award, the Class Bully or the Denethor Award. Another one that we was very deserving last time. Um, what you got, Bab? Who's your nominee? Well, since we have no one uh, with a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost a listener. In real time, Anna will be dropping out of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Shouts to Anna. Just remember, slow motion tomato. (laughs) Tomato. You know, I actually had a hard time coming up with a a class bully for this award. Everyone was kind of either good guys or bad guys. There wasn't really anyone. But if there's one moment, I would say that I really kind of disliked in the movie, I would say it belonged to Melina. So she is my nominee for the class bully just because of what she did to Alexi the pig. Oh, yeah. That That was was kind of fucked up. (laughs) Kyle, your nom? Uh, Yeah, I feel the same way. I think everyone, like, basically serve their purpose and i i will say just for like since the incredible hulk i have just been so annoyed with general thaddeus thunderbolt ross it just like every time he shows up it's just like why are you in this movie just go away and he's so i I don't know i feel like i like that this movie had some restraint with like mcu cameos and stuff but if they were going to give someone anything I would rather someone just take Ross's place and we see we see someone else show up for a couple seconds because he we know she's on the run. We don't need to be reminded of that. And just like the only thing I think it contributes is him them mentioning that he just had a triple bypass or whatever. And I I think I hope they're playing the long game and mentioning that his body is deteriorating enough to the fact that he's going to be Red Hulk. Like that's my fingers crossed long game hope. But if not, then just fuck it, man. Like, he's just the worst. I, I hate General Ross. So that's that's my pick. Okay. I was not expecting that at all. Um, so I, I think when I think of the class bully award, you know, uh, I, I definitely think of someone who really is a thorn in the, the good guy's side, someone that's really creating the conflict at hand the most. Uh Honestly, I think Drakoff has this in the bag. That's that's my nominee. I mean, he was despicable. He had so much influence. He is the you know, he is behind the red room, which we see even from the beginning how spread they are, you know, with the whole intro of where he, you know, he has he's he's schmoozing it up with all of these these uh these politicians and world leaders and where all these black widows are and historical events. Um and then now he's still going strong after, you know, at least Natasha thought he she killed him. Didn't do really good checking on that at all, Nat. I don't know what else to say, but clearly he was not gone. They were still going. And, uh, yeah, 
I, I felt like he was a very effective, you know, antagonist for the uh, for the movie. Really, like as far as what the movie was trying to portray, you know, abuse and control, and really to have that kind of this just really disgusting man at the you know behind it. It, it made a lot of sense. All right, so. Thad, where where are you leaning between these three? Mm. I think I'm. I think I took the category of love to hate, a l- probably too seriously. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, you know what? I'm sticking with mine. I'm gonna go with Melina just for the pig. <laughs> Justice for Alexi. Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. I. If you asked me during the movie, I would probably go with that as well. But I think that she did enough good after that for like, I, I'm, I'm OK with her. I think Melina, Melina was great. It's, all, it's always great to see uh, Rachel Vice in the movie. Um, I, I'm going to vote for Drakov. I didn't pick it because it was just the obvious he's the villain pick, but he is despicable. Like I saw someone in our Facebook group, I forgot who, say that he's like one of the most despicable on MCU villains. And I have to agree. It's not like he's one of the best or most compelling He's just straight evil. Like he's the worst. He, yeah. He Ray Winstone hands it up, and he's great in the role. And yeah, fuck Drakov to death. That's my pick. That's definitely my vote to give him the W. Um, he is an umbrage type of hate. You know, it's like there's no redeeming qualities that you can see. They're like the, everything they're doing. You just hate them more for everything they they're doing on screen. And I think he did a really good job at that. So yeah, W for Drakov. Unfortunately, justice for Alexi. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner is. Ray Winstone as Drakoff. And now the nominees for the Easter Egg Award. The Easter Egg Award, uh, one of my favorites that we do. Uh, Marvel is ripe with them. There's like countless in every single thing they do. So we have a good bit to choose from. Dad, what's your nominee? Uh, my nominee is a uh, shout out to the comic book readers. Uh, in the comics, there's the Russian Avengers. And in the Russian Avengers, there's a just an enormous bear <laughs> <laughs> named Ursa. Yeah. And when our boy uh, David Harbour is arm wrestling in the prison the guy who he breaks whose arm that he breaks his name is ursa and then mm-hmm. he calls him a big bear afterwards <laughs> so that's my easter egg i like it kyle your nom um yeah there's a lot to choose from there was a lot of really fun nods and and good callbacks and stuff i'm gonna go with one uh, kind of stretching also stretching the the definition of the category. This isn't really an Easter egg or reference to anything from the comics or anything. It's just a really fun callback. Um, I thought it was really clever. So in the Avengers, which is our you know our first mention of Drakov, um, when Widow is talking to Loki in his cell and she's trying to figure out his plan and she's trying to bargain for Hawkeye and all of that, basically he thinks he's won the argument, right? She's like, you're a monster. He's like, no, you brought the monster on. It's a great, great scene. He basically shows his hand that he's trying to get Hulk to come out. And she's like, that's your play. Thank you for your cooperation. 
line for line, that's what she says to Drakeoff um, at the end of him, like Bond villain monologuing at the end of the movie and telling her his, his entire plan. And she goes, thank you for your cooperation. This movie was a great send off to Black Widow, who I think has just always been underserved in the MCU. So this was a really cool way of like showing one of her biggest strengths as a character and that she's really great at manipulating people and like getting them to show their entire, you know, show their hand. So I thought I thought that was a really fun callback to one of her best moment, moments in the Avengers. And yeah, she's just she's the best at that. I love that. Um, the one I'm going to go with is definitely a little bit more of a of a callback than the Easter egg, but definitely a MCU Easter egg, so to say. But guys, we find out what happens in Budapest. Like they they yep. give us the dirty deets. It's all about to go kill Drakeoff, and and they gotta lay low in that that shaft in the subway for how did they say how many days? Three days, it, I think. I thought it was like nine. I thought it was closer to like maybe, maybe nine. But yeah. Eight, Three or nine in between is is way too too many days. So yeah, we found out what happened, and they were in that safe house beforehand. So that that was all what Budapest was about. Uh, we don't get Budapest. to see it. Budapest. Budapest. <laughs> my bad. Uh, that's that's my nom. Uh, so Thad, uh, are you gonna vote for your own, or as one of us persuaded you? Uh. I'm going to say I would I'm going to vote for my own but if my own gets outvoted I will go with Kyle's. <laughs> Real Switzerland over here. <laughs> well, I mean technically mine is the only easter egg. Okay. <laughs> so are easter eggs. They're just not a comic book easter egg. There's, I, I respect it. It's, it's there's good... there's multi fandom Easter eggs in this and sh- this and multi movies as well. Like they're not even shout outs to to Marvel. They're shout outs to other things. Uh, that's so. true. Easter okay, egg, so you... pretty all encompassing. So that's that's one vote for Ursa, which is that's a great. I love that callback. I love the callback to Crimson Dynamo too. That was really fun. Um, I'm gonna vote for. Budapest because that I agree that's one we've always wondered about like since the Avengers and it was always kind of a joke right like you and I remember Budapest very differently it was a great kind of funny line and now it's kind of dark like she thought she killed a girl in that scene like that's kind of rough man um it was cool it adds some depth to her and Hawkeye's relationship like that's how he got her into shield instead of he was sent to assassinate her and instead he he got her to do this and wipe her ledger clean and yeah, that was um, that was a cool callback. Gives some depth to her, her character, and yeah, just it's one of those cool. It fills in one of those questions we've had since 2012. So that's that's my pick. That that is mine as well. Uh, so I nommed it. I think it was just really fun. Something we really have always wondered about. Like that was one of the things that we were honestly hoping this movie was about. You know, and the fact that it actually resolved that and answered it for us. And we even got to see them go to Budapest and like show, kind of visualize at least the areas that they were in. That was awesome. So, yeah. I also want to call out though, this is not even really Easter egg, but I just love that Nat is a Moonraker fan because Moonraker is such a stupid but awesome movie. So, love that. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is The Truth About Budapest. Hi there. This episode of Planet Fantasy is brought to you by Deep Thoughts with Kyle.
Who are we? What does it mean to be truly alive? And when will we... Uh, shit. You're going too fast with the teleprompter. Slow the fuck down, Mom. And now the nominees for the most memeable moment. All right, most memeable moment. This is always a fun one. A lot of great memes. This is going to be a little different because, again, this movie just came out, so we haven't seen a ton of memes to come from this yet, but this is our chance to kind of get ahead of the curve and predict what we think will be memed the most or just funny jokes from the movie. So, Thad, what do you think? Uh, I've got... Picture this. You have Nap talking to, to our boy Eric, saying... I thought I didn't have a family, and it turns out I've got two. And then the next slide is Dom Toretto. <laughs> There's always room for family. I thought we escaped it. I thought we were done with these. <laughs> That's it's week happening. Two of the it's meme happening. It, it is invading everyone. Oh my god. All right. I mean, that's probably the most realistic because that is just taking the world by storm right now. Um, I'm going to go with one that this is kind of obvious. This is just, I think just the funniest joke from the movie, but I do think we'll see it used quite a bit. It's got to be Yelena's, you know, hair flip joke or the, the, the poser joke. Um, I love it. I want to see, like, I'm sure there'll be some crossover potential with that in Deadpool him making fun of superhero landings. Um, yeah, I thought it was the funniest joke in the movie, so I can see that being used quite a bit. Okay. Question. Is it, the part where she's like on, like she's trying to mimic the pose, like the hair, yes. the hair. Is this the pose, or is it when like she actually does it and she's like, "What a poser!" Would that be the meme? Like she's calling it, someone it else. It might even, it might even be when she does it herself and she's like, "Ugh, disgusting!" Like walks it off. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Does she like one. hold her back too? Does she like land wrong and she holds her back? She's like, "Ugh, disgusting." <laughs> yeah, she does a little shiver. She like, yeah, like, little... like, oh, that that was not a good landing. <laughs> Oh, I like it. Okay, so mine. Okay, Melina calls the pig Alexi, and our boy Alexi gets offended, and she's like, "You don't see the resemblance? That's a meme waiting to happen." Okay, you have three different uh, people involved. You could put faces on any, any, or all of them. The pig can be whoever you want it to be. Alexi can be whoever you want it to be. And yeah, I think it just writes itself. You could be funny, you could be mean, and the meme it could, it works in in many ways. I think that that one is going to happen. Oh, interesting. So you're saying you could put like other people, like you could compare other people using that. Well, yeah, because I mean that's how memes work in this day and age. Memes like aren't that. just aren't just one meme. It's it's about how it can evolve and how you can turn into your own meme. I think that's going to be memed over and over again in different ways. Yeah, so that's that's totally fair. I didn't think of it like that, but that's that's perfect. Um, Thad, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to vote for Damon just because I now I can't wait to see how they're going to turn SpongeBob into that meme. Because SpongeBob <laughs> somehow there's like so many episodes of SpongeBob that now there's just different stills that you could turn into everything <laughs> and just everything that spongebob does is turned into some kind of meme 
whether it's something action movie, something like super sexual, there's somehow something that SpongeBob has done or a still from SpongeBob you could turn it anything into. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Very fair. So yeah, I'm sure you could do a SpongeBob as Molina, Gary is is the pig, and someone else could be Alexi. You know, you're like okay, Gary, and someone could be like. It could be another Gary. You named after me. It's like, you don't see the resemblance? (laughs) Oh, my God. There's so many sardines in SpongeBob. (laughs) It's definitely going to be a sardine. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Kyle, what's what's your vote? Um... Yeah, now I have to vote for that too, just because of the potential. <laughs> That's I gotta vote for the Alexi pick as well. I do want to shout out another Alexi one that maybe we won't see a lots lots of them, but I love him just bullshitting about having this rivalry with Cap. I I would love to see something from that. I don't know how they could make a meme out of that, but it was super funny. But my vote is the the pig one. Uh, that, that's my vote as well. I mean. I just think it could stretch a, a really long ways and you can make fun of a lot of different fandoms and, and people. So I can't wait to see it. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to one that we didn't say also. Uh, Alexi being proud of his daughters for killing so many people. I think you could have like, you know, you could do do that in the same way. You replace their faces with a bunch of different other fandoms and stuff. You know, like it's Palpatine holding a Vader and, and like... And Ray. Uh, <laughs> You know, different stuff like that. So I don't next know. Next to Ned Stark. <laughs> exactly. I didn't think about that. Okay. That's also a great callback, too, because he says the exact same thing Loki does in that scene. Like, your ledgers must be dripping, gushing with blood, but it's in a completely different context. He's like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the winner is... The Alexi Molina Alexi Pig conversation you don't see the resemblance and now the nominees for best quote all right y'all best quote uh very you know simple uh what's your nominee thad uh we've mentioned it a few times but uh you're such a poser (laughs) (laughs) i know that's so simple for like such a good movie to just my favorite quote to be you're such a poser but <laughs> it is it's the it's such it fits everything it's a good callback to the superhero landing like like Kyle was saying that Deadpool mentioned and it is something that I think has followed the Black Widow character from her introduction in Iron Man 2 that one landing and then she flips the hair and she's looking directly at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Yelena says it. It you're you're posing like you know someone is looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and then the callback when she actually does it again, and she's in the in the helicopter. It's a good one. It is. Kyle, what's what's your nom for best quote? Uh, so that was my initial one. Just to pivot and like shout out another Yelena uh, quote. She had a lot of good ones, but the one where she and Nat are kind of going back and forth and arguing about like, they're both killers and she's kind of, you can tell she's pretty like salty about Nat being now like considered a hero, even though she still is a killer, just like Yelena. And she says this line where she's like, we're both killers, but I'm not the killer that little girls call their hero. I was like, Ooh, that, 
that shit cuts deep. Like, I just love that conversation when they're going back and forth. And she's like, that's still in your nature. You're still a killer no matter what you do. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I definitely thought about both of those. Those are very good quotes. Um, I'm going to go with another uh, Yelena quote. <laughs> so I guess she wins no matter what. But I'm going with uh, it's one of the quotes in the family dinner scene. The best part of my life was fake. Um, I just think that really hit like, dang, like she, she, that the best part of her life, she lived like that to her was real. She didn't know it was going on. She was six years old. Like, I mean, from three to six, it was for three years and that's all she knew. And then even now, like, that's how she feels about them. Like that is the only mother she's ever had. Only father, only sister. It's the only like time she really was able to live up until now. Like, do her own thing. And I think that was just, I really think it encompassed how she was feeling and throughout the entire movie and her past. And yeah, that, that's my nom. So, Dad, what you got? What are you thinking? Uh, all right, Damon, I'll give this one to you. But <laughs> under one condition, stop slouching. <laughs> <laughs> that entire scene is so delightful. So many lines. <laughs> I'm not slouching. I'm not. No, up, 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 up. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to go with that one, too. Th- that whole scene, like I said, the whole scene is great. They're all going back and forth. And it's funny. And then very quickly, it gets very sad. Uh, Florence Pugh is great and just sells the emotion in that scene. So I got to vote for that one as well. I was not expecting Alan to go with mine, but I'm very glad we get that sweep. I will say all three are very good. Really, really good. I think You're Such a Poser will be the most quoted. <laughs> one of the most quoted lines of the movie, without a doubt. So it wins in that regard, we'll say. For sure. Shout out to David Harbour, who is permanently going to be stuck in Russia because of Stranger Things. And <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. My headcanon, because that was in the 80s, right? He gets stuck in there in 85. Yeah. He just became Alexi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If only they were in Indiana instead of Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. And the winner is... The best part of my life was fake. Yelena Belova. And now the nominees for the Great Expectations Award. All right. I believe we are on to a new award. This is our Great Expectations Award. Basically, um, this is thanks to Thad. Thad came up with this one. But this is essentially our Looking to the Future Award. Like I, I can see us using these for MCU, the MCU stuff going forward. But um, yeah, what out of this movie, the one thing you want to see, like what potential you see from this movie that they could they could keep going with? Thad, what's your pick? I think, you know, with a lot of or basically all Marvel movies, there's going to be a lot of things that they'll drop and you'll just kind of clamor for more of something. You know, uh, not Mephisto. No, we're not talking Mephisto. <laughs> but uh, I think my pick, I'm sure you guys are going to have the same like three others that I had listed, but I'm going to go with uh, just for all my Taskmaster heads. I'm going to say I hope we get to see more of Taskmaster and we get to really see 
them explore just kind of what a badass Taskmaster is and not just like the shortened version that we got in this movie. So basically more Olga Karolinko and more Taskmaster. Maybe not even just the talking, just more of a badass Taskmaster. Because I can't imagine that Taskmaster in the comics is just going to get beaten by a Rey Mysterio Hurricane Rana into a room. Oh, that was a little weak. Uh, Kyle, what's your nom? Um, I gotta say, so I've I've before this movie, I not gonna lie, I've gotten really burnt out on the stuff that like, you know, like the teases that stuff going forward because it just feels like it gets a little too much. And Endgame, I think, did a great job of like closing a chapter and letting things breathe. But I really loved the post credit scene. Um, I think that. I'm still on the fence about putting Val in the actual scene because it kind of undercuts the the sadness of it. Like this is Yelena finally learning that her sister died. So I do think it's a great it it solves one of the problems in Endgame that Nat actually gets uh you know a memorial at all. Um would have been super easy to throw her in there with Tony at the end of that that movie. Um but yeah, it's a great moment. And then I think that's really exciting. Like her being in the Hawkeye series. I think that they're building this character really well because she's super likable in this. So we're going to be root for her no matter what, but then she'll be a great kind of, I don't know if they're setting her up as like a full antagonist in the Hawkeye series, but now she's definitely gunning for him. And the fact that when the scene starts, she's already been working for Val. So that's really intriguing because after Falcon, Lord soldier, and now this Val is clearly building some kind of team and for the first two members of your team being John Walker and Yelena Belova, like that's a formidable team already. Um, so yeah, I just want to see what Yelena's up to now, if she's still trying to free all the widows, but like we'll obviously be seeing her in the Hawkeye series in some form or fashion. So I'm really curious about that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so y'all took my my first two. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Another one that I think is very we've kind of mentioned just a little bit, but okay, so hear me out. Alexi swears he fought a Captain America in the 80s. Okay, like, it doesn't seem like he's, like, bullshitting, but, like, maybe, I mean, we know him to be someone who is, you know, he might be bullshitting. But what if our boy Cap went into the past and and ran into Red Guardian? What if we get to see this actually happen? You know, just like maybe we get to see... Pass cab do a bunch of different things like who knows like we people keep mentioning how much they would love to have that show whether it's animated live action who knows but like seeing cap go back in time would be fun maybe we only see it happen in different movies and tv shows you know maybe like we just get little mentions and little easter eggs about the fact that cap did go back in time and and did all these little things and maybe this is one of the first mentions of it you know so Maybe we'll we'll see it more develop more. Yeah, I I do think. Um, so speaking to that one, I think that if it was just one scene where he was talking about that, like in the in prison when he's talking to them about it, I think it would just be like, oh, is he just bullshitting, trying to impress people? But then he asks Nat directly, like, does did Cap say something about me? So like, I don't think that he would just randomly ask that if he was trying to lie about this. So. That's all. That's really intriguing um, because there was always debate after Endgame of like whether 
Cap went back into like the prime timeline or like branching timelines. And now with Loki, there's more conversation about that. So yeah, that's a very big possibility. And that I like that because they are uh, kind of rivals in the comics. I mean, they're not like one-on-one comic or rivals, but they do have a lot of exchanges in the comics. So yeah, that'd be really interesting. I'm always here for more David Harbour. So even if we see like a flashback of him fighting him, that'd be cool too. Because yeah, him in the suit is just, he's he's really funny. So that'd be super fun. Um, Dad, where are you leaning between all, all these three? Yeah, I, uh, let's see. I do like the idea of Alexi, of finding out where Alexi is talking, or what he's talking about with his Captain America story. Just because... If you're doing a math, it's like, okay, it's... I mean, I don't think he's talking about Isaiah Bradley. I mean... I mean... I think Isaiah Bradley's in, in prison still at that point, Yeah, right? at that yeah. point in the 80s, he's in prison. Yeah. So, what is he talking about? I mean, because like you said, at first you think maybe it's like a... Like the exaggerated fish story. You know, the fisherman comes back or... Not even a fisherman. Like, your uncle comes back from fishing, and he's like, I caught this seven-foot fish. And then later on at the family dinner, you wouldn't believe I caught this 20-foot fish. (laughs) It almost bit my arm off. (laughs) Oh, I almost caught an alligator named Loki, but it bit my hand. (laughs) So just to just to go away from the Taskmaster stuff, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm really hating on the movie. It's just, you know, because Taskmaster's fine. It was good. So I'm going to go with uh, with Alexi. I'll go with my Alexi curiosity. Kyle, okay. what do you vote for? Uh, this is the first one where I'm actually going to vote for one of mine, um, because I just think that y- Yelena is clearly the star of this movie. I mean, Natasha is fantastic. Scarlett Johansson is fantastic. But Yelena is just so good we're clearly going to see more of her in some context, but I think the route they're going with Hawkeye is really intriguing. I've always been a really big fan of the Hawkeye and Black Widow friendship and relationship in these movies because it's just really sweet and like very, their chemistry is great. And so challenging that and then having Yelena think that he's legitimately responsible for her death is really interesting. So I would love to see, yeah, her playing off of Jeremy Renner in the series and playing off of, um, uh, Haley as you know Kate Bishop will be really fun to see so that's my vote my vote is going to be for Kyle's uh that was the one I really wanted to nom myself I, I think it's while it might not be the best choice for an end credit scene I like that it happens because it gives us what we know was going to happen Yelena's maybe going to join whatever or already has joined Val's organization or group or whatever is happening um you know john walker's a part of it now is she going to recruit more people maybe abomination uh, you know that we see in shang chi's trailer maybe we get um who, who who knows who else we get maybe a different loki maybe we get sylvie who knows but something's happening and we know we're getting more yelena in hawkeye and we know now why because she's at least told i don't know how val knows this shit at all yeah, as someone keeps saying, someone's snitching about what happened in Endgame, because that is intriguing. Because it was a small team to begin with, and so oh, that's interesting. My vote is for Ant Man. 
<laughs> I, you know what? Mine is too, actually. To be honest, I feel like Ant-Man did a bunch of uh, interviews and even wrote a book about it. <laughs> oh, you know what my thing is? Is that I think he told his buddies and then his buddies, just like in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he told his buddies and then his buddies told someone else and then was, they told someone else. It was Louise. It was absolutely Louise. <laughs> uh, yep, that's it. We, we solved the, we solved to uh, let it out to everybody. So that's how she knows. So, yeah, I, I think that that really sets up so much for the future, and I'm very excited for it. It just tell us, tells us we get more Elena. I cannot wait to see what she does and how she interacts with everybody. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's my vote. And the winner is... The end credit scene and essentially all of the fallout from that. Coming this fall, he has seen his family murdered. He has helped save the galaxy twice. He never lets anything go over his head because his reflexes are too fast. And now we see Drax the Destroyer in a way you were never really hoping to see to begin with. Drax is stranded on a planet with an atmosphere that induces constant singing and dancing. A world full of people hoping to find a way off what has become one gigantic reality contest for the universe. Trax's only hope is to reach the final round of the contest, the closing number. Dave Bautista is Trax, the musical, rated I for invisible because he's moving so slow you can't see him. And now, the nominees for Valedictorian. One of the most prestigious awards here, of course, the Valedictorian or the Samwise Gamgee Award. The, the the guy who definitely deserves it to be named after. Uh, just best performance in this movie. Thad, your nominee. Well, I, I'm pretty sure we all know who the winner is going to be. So I'm just going to give some love to David Harbour. Just for a different nominee. I mean, he's not going to win. But just to give some love to, to David Harbour. Respect. Uh, Kyle, your nominee. Uh, I'll yeah, I'll get get it out of the way. This, so this this was Nat's movie. I don't want to take away from that at all. Scarlett Johansson was fantastic, um, but Florence Pugh as Yelena was just so good. I have I've been a fan of her for like a while now. I think she's fantastic, even in Midsommar, which I'm not a huge fan of, but she is just yeah, she's great. And so hearing that she was going to be in the MCU was really exciting and. She's just she's fantastic. She's hilarious. Like we've been talking about with the poser line. She sells the emotion um, and then she plays off of literally everyone so well, like plays off of that really well, plays off of David Harbour really well. Milena, everyone. She's just she's fantastic. All right. So I am going to give my nom to ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha, the lead character, even though it doesn't seem that way in this movie. Uh, it almost seems like a backdoor pilot for our girl, Yelena. But at the same time, I think Scarlet just does a really good job. She She's honestly gotten a lot of flack over the years of just like her choice in roles. You know, the problem with whitewashing and just, you know, Black Widow is, has never been like one of the most popular characters as far as the Avengers go. But I, I just think she's really done a good job of being Black Widow. I really don't think anyone could have done it to her level. I, I think she does a really good mixture of 
um, you know, intimidating and vulnerable, uh, confident, uh, flirty, jokey. Like, she's very humorous, actually, in, in a lot of these movies. Like, very sneakily so, very subtle. Um, she she has a lot of good chemistry with a lot of different people throughout the movies, and that's just the case in this one as well. She's really electric in all the scenes with Yelena. You f- really feel the connection between the two and, like, the hurt and the awkwardness, especially there at the beginning. It's like, you know, oh, you know, you decided not to ever call me. You just decided, you know, fuck me, right? And she's like, you know, I just didn't think you'd want, you want me to. And all that was good. I think her best performance inside the movie was, like, when she, her, her big old scene with Dracoff. And she's just like, you know, you're not man enough, you know, and she just... Just, just, just begging him to punch her in the face, and I, I think she did a really good job in that. So, yeah, I had to give love to some Scarjo. Dad, where are you going with this? Ah, uh, Florence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think we've we've kind of just been gushing all over Florence Pugh pretty much the entire pod, even though we've been trying to tone it down. But she was. She, She's the best part of the movie. I don't think you can, you can't really deny it. Even if you hate the movie, for some reason, you still have to look at what Florence Pugh did and you're like, Jesus, she's good. <laughs> Kyle, you you voting for your nom? I'm going to stick with that one as, that one as well. Um, I do, I'm glad we nominated, uh, Damon nominated Scarlett Johansson because she, this was a great send off. I'm mm-hmm. very sad that she's basically confirmed like she's not, she's done you know this is it so um i I agree i i thought she was great as black widow in the mcu and if there was going to be a send-off maybe this should have been done you know a few years ago but i'm glad it happened because she's always been a fun character um i would say her best performance in the mcu was probably either winter soldier or maybe like endgame but she's also in top form in this movie and she's great she does all the things she's known for in these movies is at, at this point like she's vulnerable when she, when she needs to be but she's still an absolute badass she manipulates Dracov really well she's just great she plays off of all of them really well but my vote is still with Flo because she's going to be a huge part of the MCU going forward definitely she sweeps this one guys it's, it's Florence Pugh Yelena really just made us fall in love with her in the, the span of this one movie um she was so fun like Right away, we see her like in in kill mode. Like she's ready to find uh, her other Black Widow who's, who's gone rogue. And as soon as she sprayed with that brainwashing unwash, you know that brainwash rinse, got rid of got, got rid of it. And she was just like, "Oh crap, I need to do something about it." And she contacts, uh, she doesn't contact Nat, but she you know tries to send something to her to to help. And like immediately trying to do good, she immediately realizes like what she was doing was terrible. She wants no part of it. She wants to end it. And uh, from there, we just, you know, we find out about her life, how she was controlled this whole time. She's never been able to make her own choices. Like, I love the whole thing about the the vest and the pockets. And, like, this is the, you know, the first thing she's able to, she chose to buy for herself. And the fact that, she you know, she gives it to Nat. We see Nat wearing it in the future. It's just, you know, I love everything about Elaine in this movie. And I'm very upset that we get to see her maybe become a antagonist at least for a little bit but hopefully that's you know that's the patented comic book style you know they're they're the antagonist because they were given false information and <laughs> full fights and 
and eventually Hawkeye tells her what actually happens, and then she joins up with them, and that all happens. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. But regardless, her performance was was like like a game seven uh, Jordan, really. Like she just killed it all over the court. There was no question. This was she like she owned this everything from such a poser to being disgusted at the pose to you know the whole family scene. Her being sad with Alexi singing uh, Bye Bye. You know that her song that was so good. Uh, yeah, that's that's my vote. That's the W. And also, just real quick about the vest because you mentioned it. Maybe I'm just slow, but I it just didn't click for me that that's the vest that Nat's wearing in Infinity War until I saw like a TikTok pointing that out. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. Like I love the in- attention to detail there, but that's great. You could even say her blonde hair in Infinity War, which I made fun of when I saw it, but now I feel bad because maybe that's a tribute to <laughs> to Yelena. So that's great. <laughs> So. I can't I can't wait to see Florence Pugh wearing just these ugly ass cargo pants in a future <laughs> MCU movie because that jacket is just horrendous. <laughs> that jacket looks like shit. <laughs> and I can't wait to see her just wear just these ugly ass cargo pants in a fight. Listen, man, it's Florence Pugh. She has terrible style because she, so, she's never been able to choose herself. One thousand percent. Let's call it that. That, that, That's so cool. You're out of line, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner is... Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. And now, the nominees for Best Memory. All right, our final award of the night, the big one, Best Memory. So... We got a lot of fun scenes in this movie. Thad, what's your nominee? Uh, let's see. Best memory, I am going to go with... I had a lot of options here. I had, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to pick at least maybe one of them. But I'm going to go with something I just thought about. I'm going to go after the, uh, the Red Room Falls and... Nat is looking right at Yelena and she apologizes to her and she says she's sorry it was real to her and you know there's the nice not really cold but you know just kind of like semi angry but okay I still love you because you're my sister and you apologize so I still love you kind of kind of moment it was a really nice really nice moments and it kind of leads to what we mentioned before with her giving her the jacket and so that's my moment i'm going with a nice sweet moment between nats and yelena at the end right after the red room falls i like it very sentimental kyle you're not uh so this is kind of similar to that i thought damon just mentioned it earlier but alexi and yelena's heart to heart i thought was a really sweet moment i love that like i always love these really small character quirks like they're attached to a song or whatever so we hear american pie early in the movie and then it's hammy it's corny but you know alexi is just like not great with the words and with the emotions so he's just sitting there trying to cheer her up and telling this stupid story about his dad or whatever and then he starts like singing american pie and it's it's dumb it's corny but it's so sweet and like i think it's a testament to david harbour and florence Pugh because they're so good in that scene and it's, it ends up being like a really really cute scene so that's that's my pick okay there's a lot of good ones 
I'm gonna give this one another some more love. The Prison Escape. I think everything about it, like uh, the prison, like the whole prison scene, from from Alexi being, you know, we get to see him again, talking about Captain America and arm wrestling everybody. The whole thing's like he he's like, ah, that dude thought he was going to win, like <laughs> it, it, it breaking Ursa's uh, wrist and hand. And then, you know, him getting the mail and with the Red Guardian doll and putting the earpiece in and him escaping and in the little skirmish and the fight, this, you know, the posers uh, quote, the avalanche was so well done from beginning to end. That was definitely easily my favorite set piece and an action piece and everything all together for the entire movie. I, I loved it. So that's my novel. All right, Thad, which one are you leaning towards? I am going to lean towards American Pie. I'm going to lean towards that. Just because it really was... I think other than the Scarlet and Florence moment at the end of the Red Room, that's the one that really gets you. Like, okay, you know what? The, they really do... It wasn't just all business. You know, they mm. did remember some stuff. It, it, they really are closer to a family than they thought. Yeah. And I can see a meme coming from that or one of those videos, maybe a TikTok video. You know how in The Mandalorian, how Baby Yoda kept like pushing the button and it kept (laughs) and uh, (laughs) the razor crest kept shaking. I can just see someone having baby Elena asking David Harbour to play the song and he pushes the cassette in. And it's just like to the window, to the wall, <laughs> and they're all just driving and yeah, singing along while they're getting chased. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Kyle, are you are you voting for Alexi and Elena's heart to heart as well? Um, I want to, but I'm gonna go with the prison breakout sequence just because it is the one that, like, we, I saw the most in trailers, like. The one, the image that stuck out to me when I saw the trailers was Nat like rappelling down and ironically doing the pose before I knew that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a great moment. And then, yeah, that entire sequence is really fun. You get some great characterization for Alexi. Um, you get, you really get like all of the awards we've been giving kind of in one sequence. You get the Easter egg of like Ursa and the bear. You get some great lines from Yelena. Um, yeah, it's just a fun sequence all packed together. The action is really fun in this movie. Sometimes it's a bit too Bourne-like, where it's like a little shaky. The camera's a little shaky, but this whole sequence is filmed really well, um, especially the avalanche. Like, that's really, really fun. So it's a, that's a great pick. That's, that's my vote. Did you I feel really- like she was looking at you when she landed? I did. We made a connection. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I was going to have to submit... To, to the American Pie winning, and I would have been okay with it. I'm definitely voting for The Prison Escape. Like I said, it is my favorite part of the movie. It was just so fun. Uh, it had all the different elements that you wanted, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I will rewatch the movie probably partially just to see that scene again. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my vote, and I think that's the W right there. Yeah, uh, real quick, we have to shout out too though. The opening was really cool. It was a really great way to set the tone. And we mentioned the song, like the, the you know, I smell like Teen Spirit. And then that, that that's one of the coolest credits sequences I've seen in that MCU movie. It was very stylized, but it, like you said, Damon, it was very dark and like set the tone really well. Uh, so shout out to that one. But this is, I'm very comfortable with this W. 
And the winner is... The Prison Escape. And those are the awards for Black Widow, y'all. Um, did Now let's just, you know, maybe some last thoughts on the movie. Anything that has not been said that you want to say about said movie. Dad, the floor is yours. Well, I'd like to compare this to a Muppet. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought he was, I was into it. I was like, all right, let's hear it. <laughs> I know. Every pot, I like to say something just to see the looks on your faces. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I'd just like to say how uh, fucked up it is that was the Red Room using the DuckTales to brainwash the kids? Was that the cartoon that was going on in the background? Yes, it was, and that was very upsetting. Yeah, like another show about you know kids with no parents. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that's fucked very, up. That's that made up. me very sad. <laughs> like Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Like what? Why? <laughs> yes, that's that's very upsetting. Is that your last thought, Thad? Anything uh, else to add? Yeah, I think that's it. I think I pretty much said it. You know, I, the movie's good, guys. It's it's good. It's really good. I wouldn't put it, like, in, like, the Black Panther territory, but, you know, nothing is pretty much in the Black Panther territory. So is it's, that number one, Thad? I think if you're going for, like, best movie movie out of any of the MCU movies, then I don't think it's a question. I think it's by far the best movie movie out of any of the movies that they've done if you're going for like best movie that you'd probably want to like continuously rewatch i would probably say like winter soldier it's probably up there because i think they're too different yeah you know like end of watch is one of the best movies i've ever seen but (laughs) i'm if it's on i can't rewatch that Hmm. (laughs) like that's fair. That's it's fair. way too heavy say, to rewatch. <laughs> this movie is it has a very Winter Soldier feel, at least in comparison to all the other movies. It probably feels the most like Winter Soldier. I, I think it had some some really nice, you know, tight hand to hand combat. But it's, you know, saying that it's still pretty far away from it. it. It's really hard to hit that kind of vibe. But I it definitely had some similarities to it in you know comparison to the rest of the MCU. You have any last thoughts to say, Kyle? No, I think you guys covered it. I think, like I said in the beginning, like just like don't have these crazy unrealistic expectations when you watch MCU movies. I know I say that, and that's not going to change anything because we do that as like fans, right? Like anytime something new comes out, even with the, the Disney Plus shows, we immediately start theorizing and then getting let down. But, like, enjoy it for what it is. It's a fun mid-tier MCU movie, which, by the way, for something to be a mid-tier MCU movie makes it a more enjoyable movie than most things that are out right now. Because they're good movies. (laughs) It's a formula they've perfected, basically. And, like, they're going to stick with it. So it's it's a fun movie. It'll get you in the mood. I watched it and then came home and then put on Mission Impossible. Like, it'll get you in the mood of watching all these fun spy movies. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I could like on the spot rank it with everything else, but it would certainly be somewhere in the middle right there with like I, this is going to piss people off because I know people love Civil War. I have Civil War pretty low down, so it would probably be right there kind of like above Civil War in that range. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a perfectly fun movie. If anything, Thad said it earlier, like the one thing I'm seeing 
literally, I haven't said, I haven't seen anyone say a single negative thought about Florence Pugh because she was fantastic. So that it, that's worth it. it. Even if you don't like the rest of the movie, you will enjoy Florence Pugh in this movie. Yeah, I don't have too much more to add. Kyle said he doesn't know if he can rank it. Well, you know what? I did. I did rank it. <laughs> but of course, that just means it's going to be moved around up and down for an eternity because that's what I've done with my MCU lists since I've made it. I've continuously adjusted and like go back like you know what actually really and when i think about it i like this one more or i'll do another rewatch i'm like wow i can't have this one this low it has to be higher so just on first watch ranking you know first time to watch it it is number 16 and my ranking of 24 marvel movies i'd say that's pretty good when i think all of them are amazing to average i'd say the very worst one is still an average movie so I say 16 is I have it above Captain Marvel, below Captain America, the first Avenger, which I consider to be an amazing movie, really. So I'd say that's a pretty comfy spot for, for MCU sake. Yeah, yeah I mean, when we're sure. talking MCU, the bar is high. It's not like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the bar is really high. We're not talking about like DC where like everything is kind of low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, DC. Okay, well... <laughs> We had to we had to fart on DC since this is an MCU podcast real quick episode. But all right, guys, Dad, thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, we didn't talk Muppets this time, but you had to mention them at least once. I did. I mean, I feel like I have to. It's my job. It's the brand. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <Kyle>. forever. <laughs> Anything else we need to tell the people at home? Uh, no, we'll just be. Continuing the MCU train next week, guys. When this drops, it'll be dropping on Loki finale day. Um, and next week, we're talking about Loki, the series, another Effie's giving out awards with our good pal Jess. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for to our friend Crystal for announcing these categories. And yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Justice for Gumby.